than Wisconsin, the state Supreme Court reversed the governor's safer at home order. Down the safer at home order, ruling it is unlawful. People living in Wisconsin are now free to visit friends and family and go to restaurants and bars. The Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled Governor Tony Evers overstepped the authority by extending the state's stay at home order. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. I'm a driver very angry. The sound of a driver on the radio during a race. What do you think I should call it? So welcome to yet another episode of Dinner with Racers. We are continuing on the theme of our giant June trip that we took. Again, we had about a six-week window to get everything we could in. So we went 15,000 miles all over the place to learn about racetracks across the country and getting an understanding of the specific challenges that racetracks are facing in these pretty troubled times. This episode is going to focus on sort of the enthusiast ownership model. Ryan, tell me a little bit about that. That's right, Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley here with Dinner with Racers. And this part of our COVID trip focuses primarily on tracks that are owned by people that do this for the love of the game. Whereas a track like VIR needs to sell tickets to stay alive, Road America is actually traded by a bunch of privateers who are you know, financially capable of owning this racetrack. And it's become a love of ownership by many of the people that run that track and that are part of it. Eldora, as we know, is a track that Tony Stewart owns and has made his project and fun thing to do. But these aren't how they make their living. So still very important because there are people that depend on that racetrack for jobs and and locals that depend on it for entertainment and love of the sport. So a little bit of a different take, but we were able to sit down with not only Roger Slack, who runs Eldora, but Mike Kircher from Road America. So we'll start off with Mike here. Uh, Mike is the president of Road America. He's a big time racer himself, been around the sport for a long time. The big thing about Road America is they are located uh, near Sheboygan, Wisconsin and Elkhart Lake. Wisconsin kind of had a unique place in the month of June because they were one of the first states to be fully reopened uh, without getting into the details of the political side of it. The state shutdown was basically overturned by the Wisconsin Supreme Court and that allowed people to return to what we would consider sort of normal daily lives, which therefore meant that Road America was able to run a big fan event. So IndyCar came calling. So the very first fan attended IndyCar race for 2020 was at Road America. And we were there. We attended the first two days of the event to get an idea of how they were going about their safety protocols, what they were expecting in terms of crowd, and what they planned to see in terms of how they could execute the weekend in a safe, responsible way that also didn't take away from the racing experience that a racetrack like Road America is known to provide. And uh, we enjoyed a fantastic meal up there in the uh, the PR room, basically. Catered itself by the track. Uh, I did, in fact, have a chicken sandwich that may look a lot like steak when you watch the video. I had steak and scallops on the front straightaway road america it was way too good for us and a big shout out to our good buddy john everett who always takes care of us when we come up to road america and once again this is all available visually as well uh on uh, amazon prime video if you check out the new season the 2020 season two of dinner with racers you'll see an episode there called june 2020 and it will feature these very same stories but before we uh hear the words of mike 
we should probably put in a few words for the car tires and oil that got us there. Acura and my 2020 Acura MDX, which is a uh, special edition, ladies and gentlemen. Also, Valvoline. Yeah, yeah, and like Continental Tire, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, the people that like funded almost all of it. Yeah, like kind of like the greatest thing that's ever happened to us, Continental Tire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, please. so buy the, buy the tires, I guess. Please keep tweeting them. <laughs> <laughs> Continental Tire! Cross contact, LX times four. <laughs> Mike Kircher. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. So president of a track, of course, does not mean owner. And Road America is a little bit unique because it's not a public property. Um, it doesn't have some giant conglomerate company behind it per se, um, nor is it necessarily a public property like some of the racetracks we've been to it's privately owned but by a board well it's it's privately owned and it's it's uh, a board oversees it okay um but technically i am an owner i do own some some mm -hmm. stock in the company okay um not a lot but uh enough to say i'm an owner okay are we bankrupting right now with this meal <laughs> i don't know it looks pretty good i'm scared to get the bill <laughs> so the term you used was uh Publicly owned, privately traded. So Track Econ 101, what the hell does that mean? Well, basically, when the track was built, this is our 65th anniversary, and they, uh, you know, our founder went out in the community to help fund this this crazy idea that he that he had, and anybody that he could talk into, uh, you know, supporting it, he, he sold them shares of stock. Right. Um, and that's still today how how the facility's owned. A lot of a, a lot of our, our shares are passed down from generation to generation. There's still some original shareholders. There's lots of original families yet right. that that are still very very involved, um, and um, they really are ambassadors. They're people that uh, they come here um, frequently, bring their family, their friends, and show this place off because they're proud of it, just mm -hmm. like we all are. And uh, that's allowed us to grow. Our ownership is. Uh, you know they they're they're owning this place because it's it's you know part of history and it's it's uh, it's allowed motorsports to grow and flourish in this area, and and some of them are business leaders in the area as well. So it's a unique uh, it's a unique thing. And you know we were talking about improvements and um, we're we're able to be successful because we continually reinvest back into the facility. Um, so each year we we pick some projects and go through with them. And this year no different you know we were uh, we were well into our our improvement season when uh, when covid hit but we still were able to, to make some nice uh, gains you know new concessions stand out here and uh, some things you see some things you don't mm -hmm. um, you know little things like water management people take it for granted or <laughs> backup power uh, you know today we had a today we had a, a power outage and uh, over the winter we did put two backup generators in um, just just for days just like today even though it was short mm -hmm. it still allows us to operate so I would argue that in the Midwest, especially the northern Midwest, Road America is the road course. I think for anybody who has been racing, this is the place that, that you look forward to going. And, and you know, everyone will argue this road course or that road course or this road course has better history or been around longer or whatever. Um, but it's very hard to me to argue the history of what Road America is and how long it's been around in the community. Yeah, you know, we talk about it with our staff. I mean, <clears throat> we pride ourselves on what is what is Road America and the history that it, that that exists here. 
at times it almost feels like it's you're you're we're carrying the museum forward right you, you know how are we how are we evolving and, and what are we doing and are we are we staying true to our roots i mean some things always have to change and evolve um but we we really you know history is important to us um it's the foundation that is why we're here yeah right um how long has road america been around this is our 65th year so we're celebrating our 65th season this year. Right. Uh, racing started in the streets of Elkhart Lake. Yeah. Uh, so they they raced around Elkhart Lake for two years. Uh, there's still a historic circuit around the lake. You can go and visit. Uh, um, and, you know, this place was built. At, at the initial uh, purchase, it was about 400 acres of property. Mm-hmm. And our founder, Cliff Tufty, uh, was a civil engineer by trade. Um talked to like i mentioned talked to a lot of the uh the, the people in the town and in, do uh you know helping get his dream off off the ground and he did it built this beautiful track and uh the, the courses remain relatively unchanged the configuration has not changed we've added a safety things and and you know all those sorts of things but uh just a testament to what he built here um the the land here the topography with the rolling hills we we're pretty blessed uh being that it's there's a lot of gravel mm-hmm. um you know there were there's gravel pits around here yeah. existing so we we like to kid you know we are a uh, we're a business here in a community with existing nuisances <laughs> we have gravel pits and gun clubs and count you know county sheds and we we love we love our neighbors yeah. uh you know we're together we're we're allowed we're, we're all successful um so yeah we went to laguna seca a couple weeks ago it feels like yeah, or literally a week ago today. A week ago today. Yeah. God, it feels like it's been months. I know. Yeah. So we went to Laguna Seca on this trip, and uh, one of the things that that racetrack always stands out to me is that I always have friends and family that want to go to that racetrack because of the extracurriculars. And this is actually the same kind of thing because you have such a cool downtown area. The food's amazing. Um, you can, like you said, you can go to the spa at, like, yeah. several different resorts that are nearby. And I think that makes it feel a little bit more home-like when you know that people want to come watch you race at racetracks, there are other places we go in the middle of nowhere. It's harder to get people to come out. Sure. You know? Um, and I think that it probably works in the fans regard the same way, because if you want to go watch a race this weekend, your girlfriend or your boyfriend might want to come watch with you because it's such a cool place to come visit anyway. Do you agree? Yeah. I, I think, uh, part of the beauty that is road America, it's, it's besides just being big, right? There's a lot of things for folks to do here. Um, take in a race but also explore the grounds rent a golf cart check things out yeah. we have a disc golf course we do track walks we do camping i mean camping has just exploded here over the years i don't think we've met before today other than like pleasantries like at a podium or something yeah and you were standing over there and a lady on track dropped a gas can off of a golf cart <laughs> and you immediately were like oh <laughs> and really paying attention to it. And I was like, oh, he really cares, you know, because fuel on the racetrack is no good, <laughs> you no. know. But you also could have been like, ah, eh, someone else will take care of that. No. But you were very, in, like, <clears throat> immediately, hey, we should, and then it got picked up and it was fine. So that tells me that with all the craziness that's going on, you're taking this really seriously. And it's been pretty obvious to us since we set foot on the property today with the temperature checks. There's social distancing reminders everywhere. There's proper signage in all the bathrooms, and there's a lot of them here. you got a lot of ground to cover. So to me, I feel like you guys are doing a pretty good job of taking this seriously. Yeah, I, we, we want to be a leader. Um, you know, we're, we're considered a leader in our industry, and 
going through COVID and what's happened here, uh, you know, we don't want to lose that status and we want to be responsible. We want, we want to do things right. We know that Wisconsin's a very different place than some of the other tracks that, that, that are operating right now, but that doesn't mean that we're going to let off the pedal. Um, you know, we want to lead by example and we want to go above, above and beyond. And, you know, the signage, the, the bathroom doors are all propped open and, and the list goes on and on and on. You pull up to the gates, uh, you're going to see our, you know, our guards, uh, everyone that has direct interaction with customers is going to be wearing PPE um, because uh, that's important to us. Uh, we, we, we want to make sure our fans are comfortable and we know that if they're comfortable, they'll come and watch a race. So, and we've been able to, uh, thankfully, we've been able to have uh, three uh, public weekends in a row before this event. So each one is, is increased a little bit in size and uh, it's been, you know, trial runs for us from our first public event. Uh, you know, my message to the team was, you know, this is important. It's in front of us, but every one of these days is practicing for for next week because it's going to get a little bigger. It's going right. to get a little bigger. And we had uh, Superbike uh, or Moto America race here two weeks ago, and uh, you know that was a really well attended event. Huge camping contingent. Mm-hmm. It was one of the bigger uh, turnouts we've had in in a, in a few years. And uh, it was it was great practice. And last weekend we we did this fireworks show. Um, we stepped up as uh, is, is part of being a good community partner. Um, we, we were approached because uh, a lot of the firework displays in the area got canceled, all, almost all of them. And uh, the some community leaders uh, approached us and said, why don't you guys have fireworks? It's like, well, we're in the middle of a storm here. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to get ready for IndyCar. Yeah, this, right. was only, this was five weeks ago. And, um, you know, all of a sudden this idea comes up where let's have this fireworks show. And it's like, I'm not just going to stick it on our staff. I mean, we're going to stick, we're going to talk about it in a meeting. Uh, we all got together, got the entire company together and we talked about, I said, I, if, if there's one of you in here that don't agree that we should be doing this, I'll, I'll pull the pin. You know, it's gotta, we're all going to be in this together. Because uh, it is going to be a lot of work. Um, <laughs> and everybody was like, no, we need to do this. People need hope. Um, let's do it. Let's let's show the community that we're, we're uh, a leader, not just in our industry, but in our community. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we did it. And it was the largest fireworks show the county's ever seen. Uh, I, I probably got a little out of hand. My staff, by the end, were like, that's enough. I mean, uh, I found a I found a rocket truck on on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but it was a it was a it was a semi they converted with a huge rocket on the back of it. The guy was trying to sell it. Nice. So I called him and I said, you know, I, I don't want to buy your rocket truck, but I do want to rent it. Um, can you can you get it to Road America? And uh, he he uh, yeah. And then I had to get a towing company involved because the thing wasn't street legal. It was too high, and uh, so I get a towing company with a big a big wrecker, and they tow the thing here. Then right. the drive shaft had to come out of it to tow it and it was just one thing after another and and uh but we we ended up having this rocket truck and it was underneath our uh, we had a hundred foot ladder truck with a flag on it oh, and, cool. and then we you know john got a crazy idea to you know to have a flyover so we ended up with a with a war two warbird uh, planes ships were going to fly over well the, the day of the event one of them breaks down didn't crash but one of one of them breaks down and uh, so we end up with one flyover well the, the the captain that was flying the plane he felt so bad that his plane his other one broke down so uh he just kept flying over uh he did uh he he did at least five passes right, and each right. time uh he was on the john had the radio next to the pa and he was telling the the you know the fans here um you know what he was was doing and uh, uh, it was it was really special but we had a wonderful turnout we we sold the event out we had 3,000 cars oh wow uh, so yeah. you, could, you could do the math it was massive and yeah. uh, you know but it was uh, it was a first rate event and raised uh, raised uh, you know 
a good amount of money, over $50,000 for charity oh. after it was all said and done. And fireworks show was fabulous. We had uh, up to 16-inch mortars. They, <laughs> they, they let me hold the 16-inch shell. Yes. The, thing, the thing weighed 90 pounds. I couldn't even <laughs> lift it. Um, yeah, you know, it was massive. Yeah, right. uh, so it was pretty cool. They did let me light the first one off, and then they told me to get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Now, something like that, um, something like a fireworks <laughs> display, I mean, yes, it's a way to gather people around, and it's a good way to sort of make the community happy, but is there also a side benefit of should you guys, not necessarily intentionally, but should you guys, uh, you know, with the way things are here, should you guys cross a line or or, or do, do anything that sort of uh, be questionable in nature? Would that possibly help some of the, the goodwill towards what you guys are doing? Well, again, it's it's like practice, right? Every event uh, leading up to this event is 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 good trial run for us, and um, you know the fireworks display was was just like that. When you talk that money volume of cars coming in in such a tight window, uh, it was two hours of time between when the gates opened and when you know when we had everybody parked. Uh, and the same thing with egress. Um, so you know, did we do it uh, to try to get a hall pass? No, I mean that wasn't that wasn't the reason at all. We did it because we thought it was the right thing to do. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to, to generate some income for our fire departments in the area because they helped us support it. Um, I've never seen so many firemen parking cars. They were doing a hell of a job. <laughs> but uh, also our, our Sheboygan County Food Bank, throughout all this, that, that organization has, has faced some, some difficult times. And, um, you know, this, this, uh, this event was directly to raise funds for them because uh, they, they really need it. And, uh, you know, we, d- we did it because we thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. All right, so you started at Road America as an employee back in 2007, um, but you uh, you didn't really take the role of president until late 2018. So last year was really your first full year of running the place, so to speak. So Q3, Q4 comes around, and you start after setting budgets for for 2020. Is there a pandemic line item? <laughs> well. I think after we set the budget and, and the pandemic hit, uh, that it, at that point it, it goes out the window, and it's like, how are we going to do it? Uh, what are we going to do? And you know, it goes back to leaning on your team and letting people make decisions, and and uh, but also being there to, to support those decisions because there were so there's still changes going on. I mean, you know, I, I still don't have a I still don't have a, a solid IMSA schedule, John, uh, but uh, you, you know. <laughs> Uh, we're we're no, see him. We'll tell him. Yeah. Oh, no I, I've been texting him. He's he's probably trying to call me right now. But uh, I mean, the thing is, uh, there there's so many things, and you know, it's important throughout all this that you co- you try to concentrate on things you can control because there's so much of this that no one can control. Um, and if you tr- if you worry about these things, you're you're just wasting your time, and you're going to drive yourself nuts. So we're trying to do things and, and control. You know, worry about things we can control. And we started you know, looking at how, how are we going to get our season and what are we going to do? We already had a time crunch as it was because this year we had the runoffs. And, uh, you know, that's 10 days of time on our schedule. We have a, sh- a relatively short season here with the, with the you know, with, with our winters. And um, so our season was already condensed as it was. So early on, I mean, we did have to, uh, we took a break. We didn't really run any events in, in April. Um May we start we had we we started up with some stuff early May mid mid May I guess the first event we had here we opened the facility up uh, it was Mother's Day we did Mother's Day camping 
<laughs> because uh, you know campgrounds in the state were 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 able to open, mm-hmm. um, and so we we opened up. Uh, we're we're a, a licensed campground here with just over fifteen hundred sites. And um, Mother's Day camping, it was it was forty degrees. <laughs> People came. Yeah. Uh, I drove through on Saturday morning, and it was under forty. Uh, there was frost on the grass, and I see you know, tents and stuff here. And it's like, geez, Mm -hmm. uh, this is why we do it. I mean, these, these, these people, uh, and they weren't, they weren't motorsports people. They were folks that just needed, they needed some hope. They needed to get out to do it in a safe way. And this place is big enough where you can spread out a hundred campers on mother's day. It's that's, that's nothing here. We, I had to look hard to find them on the property. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, so we started out with some of those events, and and then it, it progressed into things like you know motorcycle schools and and some other activity. We did a rallycross event here early in the spring, um, and and then we started getting into some track runnels, and and uh, you know gradually you know started turning the dial. Um, because each one of these events, we learned something, you, you know, the temp checks, uh, that was something we initiated immediately at the gates. Um, and, and, um, you know, we, we learned a lot. Uh, how do, how do you do it efficiently? Temp checking 50 people is one thing. 500 is a whole nother animal and, and a couple thousand this weekend. It's, it's, it's going to be, you know, a big effort, uh, at our gates to do that. But, um, you know, we, we think we're doing things right. We're, we're being safe and we're going above and beyond, um, you know, to make sure our fans are, are, are safe. So we're sitting here in the summer, but, you know, back in January when this was really starting to show up on the radar, how quickly were you aware that this was going to affect your business? Well, <clears throat> I, I think you're, as a, as a, you know, any business leader, you're always, you always kind of got a, got an eye on what's going on and, and how it could change things. I don't know that at that point, that early on, that anyone could have predicted how it, how it, it, it's, it developed here. And just just the things that that happened. I I mean, Wisconsin. Um, you know, we went on a, a lockdown, and uh, you know, there was all this fighting uh, in our you know in our state. Um, people weren't happy with our governor, whether you you know whether you believed in it or or you thought it was a total hoax. It didn't matter. Uh, you, you know, we don't want to see people fighting, and uh, our Supreme Court didn't like the governor's order, and you know, it it, it eventually went away. But um, you know, for us at that point, you, you don't. You know it's big, but you don't know. Uh, there's always unintended consequences. Uh, there's certain things. There's clubs. There's there's groups that can't make it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So our our schedule immediately, uh, you know, March. I, I think March is probably really when we started to see things unfold, um, because that's when people started like, oh, geez, we're not going to make it in May, or our event in May is a goner, and you know, or or some of these later events in the year. So that's when our schedule really started going into you know going into transition. What's the schedule of events that Road America usually has open? Well, usually we, we, we do get going early April with stuff, uh, motorcycle schools and off-track stuff. In mid-April, we're doing some stuff on track, mm-hmm. uh, rentals and things like that. But you never know. Uh, Wisconsin in, in April, is uh, she's a strange beast. <laughs> I mean, it can be 71 day and, and three inches of snow the next Um so our typical window is mid-April on track, and, and we like to stretch it out. Last year, we had our last event, which was our American Cancer Society walk-around. It was first weekend in November, 
and it was four inches of snow. <laughs> As we're trying to move in, they have yeah, uh, yeah. close to 5,000 people that come here for that. Right. Uh, you yeah. know, we didn't have our plows on or anything like that, but there's four inches of snow, and they're going to do a run walk here with 5,000 people. And yeah. <laughs> uh, by, by noon, it was sunny, and there wasn't any snow to be seen. Uh, just how fast stuff changes here. Um, yeah. And it was, a, it was a wonderful event. They set a record with, the, with what they raised, but um, you, you never know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had snow into, into May. Um, you know, before and uh, it's it's pretty rare though. So in terms of timing your business, you guys are basically shut down from November until the beginning of April. Uh yes and no. I mean, we do do some things. Uh, we we have a, a conference center here, so we do company parties and mm-hmm. and hospitality and things like that. We do do a winter driving school. We do a winter autocross. We started winter autocross maybe five years ago. Yeah, I've seen pictures on it basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we have snow. Sometimes it's February. We don't have any snow. Yeah. What was the timeline of? how long you were actually shut down here from when the government said you had to versus when you were allowed to come back open? It was probably about a month. Okay. Um, you know, where we, we could have been open because certain aspects of our business w- was considered essential. So automotive testing mm-hmm. could, it, could in Wisconsin could actually operate. That's considered essential. Well, it's automotive. Did you have to furlough anybody or lay anybody off? We didn't. We, uh, we made a commitment to our team and uh, we kept everybody on and we did, we did all work from home, most of us. Uh, I, I couldn't stay home. I was in the office every day. I never missed a day. Uh, I, was, I was driving my wife nuts at home, so she's like, you need to you know, go for a ride or get out, do something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to the office. But um, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't let anyone go, uh, and that's our commitment to our team. I mean, we, we do the right thing here, and we, you know, we're, we're in it for the long haul. It's not just this year. It's, it's way, it goes way beyond that. And um, you know, in order to have, uh, to have top talent, you've got to take care of people. And we're we're people, people. That's that's who we are. With a racetrack like uh, Doherty Speedway that we went to in Indiana, family owned, operated, very small, uh, in, in terms of people involved with decision making. Here, you have to answer to a board of directors. So when you're making a lot of these decisions with your gut, as you said, how much support were you getting from the board, and was there any pushback on any of the ideas you had? Well, I mean, the, the thing is, we. We make decisions here as a team. So our, our core group of senior leadership, we'll get together, uh, we'll we'll pick out a best course. But management runs the facility. Our board's here to guide us. All right. And um, but honestly, uh, the board was very supportive. Um, I uh, the, the first thing I said, you know, I called Peter and I said, you know, where, where the where the hell's the COVID book? I'm looking all over this <laughs> this, this this desk I'm sitting yeah. on here, but I, I haven't found it yet. You know, how do how do we handle this? What do what do we do? And nobody has the answers, right? It's, it's <laughs> right. never happened before. So, you, you know, you kind of gotta you gotta go go with your gut, and, and things change, and you just gotta be fluid. You can't let stuff bother you because you're, it, it it'll just eat you. Um, but you know, using the team and, and getting everyone's perspective, that's that's our strength here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't just me making a decision. It isn't just our board. We all talk about it, and, um, you know, that's that's allowed us to be successful for a lot of years, and it will continue to allow us to, to excel. Uh, the uh, the decisions that were being made, I mean, I can't tell you how many how many times our schedule shuffled, our track runners. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing is, though, everyone cares about this place so much. When mm-hmm. I call a track rental co- uh, group that's been coming here for 25 years and I say hey you know I'm gonna need your date I'm gonna have to you know, I know we got a signed contract and you've sent in your money and you know God we're grateful but we're gonna need to run an IndyCar race on your date and you're, you're ready for it to you know for you to uh, scream to come through the, the, mm-hmm. the phone but when when they say we understand and and we're gonna we're, we'll be there we'll support it you know uh, that means a lot um, 
and and uh, you know we saw so much of that this year. We saw groups working together that typically wouldn't talk to one another. Yeah. And now they're yeah. they're communicating, and people understand that the situation is far bigger than any group or any any one person or anything like that. Like the industry as a whole has to work together. Uh, and and that was evident last weekend. You see IndyCar working together with NASCAR. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's hey, not common. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is not. And uh, you know, but to be successful and to, for all of us to to win, that's I think you're going to see more of that. Your halo events, the ones that bring in large crowds, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they are in terms of profit against track rentals, but things like the IndyCar event, the NASCAR event, these are your big ticket items, and their schedules seem to be changed by the week. Um, your business has to fill that calendar up as soon as you can. So how did that work out? <laughs> day by day. Um, IndyCar moves to July. We have to shift. I think we shifted four or five different customers around just to accomplish Oof. And that. I assume these are like long-term people yeah, that everybody you don't want to piss off, yeah. right? No, you don't want to piss anybody off, yeah. whether they've been here for a year or ten. Mm-hmm. And um, but, but you can't say no to what IndyCar wants yeah. to do. Plus, it's the only thing in town. And here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, besides just those customers, we have all of our, we have over 60 corporate partners here now. And, uh, you know, they have skin in the game, too. They, they, they want their brand to be successful and at the forefront of, of motorsports. And for us to do that, we need to have IndyCar. We need to have these bigger events. Um, same thing with Moto America. We end up with two Moto America events this year. Mm-hmm. Both of them are broadcast. The ratings were exceptionally good. And it was, uh, you know, broadcast. Uh, Eurosport picked it up. It was, it was a big deal. And that helps drive our, you know, drive our value to our partners, especially in a down year. And, you know, I, I think that was one of the biggest things that I thought going in was that, geez, you know, we're going to have sponsors like running for the door. How are we going to, you know, how are we going to mitigate that loss? How, what can we do for them to add value? But to be honest, um, the partners are, have stuck with us and, um, you know, to the, to the tune of, we haven't lost anyone, not one. Wow. We've actually gained a handful, wow. uh, because, you know, I even, even today there, there's two that, that are coming on board. Uh, there'll be an announcement here uh, in a couple of weeks, but, uh, it's just great to see, um, because, you know, we are running events and we're, we're doing it in a, in a, in a, in a safe manner. People recognize that and they want to be part of it. And we, we continue to, to work hard. We're going to deliver a hell of a broadcast this weekend on NBC Sports Saturday and uh, a network broadcast on Sunday. You mean Sunday. back in July? <laughs> you mean this aired back in July? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. sorry. It went great. It went great. Yeah, congrats on your success. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks, guys. So <clears throat> awesome to see that Honda IndyCar win. And it's Dixon. <laughs> Should we just call that now? Yeah, yeah we know Dixon's going to win. So forget COVID for a second. Um, streams of income. What are the different ways you guys make money here? Road America is diverse. There's there's a lot of different ways. Things like our our public events. Um, those are those are our biggest events, but they're also the most risky events we have. Uh, the track rentals are good. We we run almost 500 events a year here. Wow. So there's a lot of these little events. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the corporate outings, the the weddings. Last year, I think we uh, we ended up with six weddings here, uh, but. It, it's a diverse facility. We have we have a couple of customers that come here and do vehicle development, testing, you know, 50, 60 days a year, not even on the track. They're out in the woods doing stuff with snowmobiles and yeah, right. ATVs. And, yeah. you know, people don't even know that stuff happens here. Um, but it's it's uh, it's a lot of the little events and it's they're small slivers of the pie. But over the course of, of, a, of a long season, that all adds up. And one, you know, one area is, you know, really negatively influenced, but the other area is growing. And, and we're even seeing that now. I mean, you know, vendors, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of vendors. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of vendors IndyCar weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we had wonderful ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
you, you know, all these things, they, you got to have uh, diverse revenue streams. Any company needs to, because if you don't, uh, you better look out. Uh, so to kind of reinterpret that, I mean, this, this property is so big and has so much potential for multi-use. Even if you guys were barred from large fan events, it seems to me like you could still have a huge number of pockets of things that, that you could bring income in here for. I, I, I just don't see how you guys would feel like you're going to close down the second that this happens. No, I, I don't think we'd close down. I mean, we, we would change. We, yeah. we would evolve. Uh, we'd probably shrink a bit uh, to, to do some of these things, but uh, it, it, would, it would still go on. Mm-hmm. Um, not, the, not the way anyone would want to see it go on, that's for sure. But financially, we're in a good position, um, and that's a testament to our, our leadership that's come long before me uh, in, 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 in making smart decisions. So Wisconsin is a little bit unique. So Governor Evers shut down the state and, and put everybody on lockdown, no different than pretty much most of the country. Uh, but something unique happened where the Supreme Court overturned that a few weeks later and said it was unconstitutional for you not to have public events. So interesting thing about Governor Evers, he grew up across the street. There's huh. a farmhouse right across the street that uh, that that was his family, uh, and he, he was a teacher in Plymouth uh, before he before he turned into politics. But um, yeah, the uh, you know the the, the shutdown. Um, it was interesting how it all happened throughout all of this. When this first hit, we we were in the middle of. Um, uh, I got involved in politics a little bit. Never thought I'd get right. to go to Madison, but <laughs> right, I, right. I literally this winter was in Madison twice and got to testify. Um, in front of the uh, uh, assembly um, and also the Senate committee, we we have been working on a piece of legislation here that would change how we operate. And this was this has been a three-year process. Oh. Uh, changing, uh, helping. Uh, it was a, it's a liquor license bill that was drafted uh, basically for Road America. It doesn't say Road America, but it's uh, it, it it affects facilities in the state of Wisconsin that are over 400 acres that have a racetrack <laughs> over four miles in length. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you know, capable of having professional motorsports. Right. You know, all right, that stuff right. but um so we were in the midst of that right before covid happened um so we did get to go to madison a handful of times and go through that process and of course covid happens and everybody forgets about our bill and it, mm-hmm. who knows where it is now but um you know the the order was struck down uh i think the first bar in 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 for surely in the county uh maybe the state uh, i i i actually uh, i know this for a fact they were open within 20 minutes <laughs> Uh, and that was in Elkhart Lake. All right. <laughs> of course it was. I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> um, and it was, it was within 20 minutes. Uh, they were on standby, and they were open. Wow. Wow. Okay. So so the current rule in Wisconsin is a public event can has to have a 50% capacity. Is that a maximum? So really for an outdoor event, there there is no maximum. For indoor right now, for a bar or a mm-hmm. restaurant, it's 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an outdoor, there, there's guidelines out there, uh, you know, that uh, mass gatherings should be should have uh, capability of social distancing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we recommend masks here. You know, if you're at high risk, 65 or older, or high risk, we we recommend you don't come, especially if you feel sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing you know temp checks and all of these things. Um, so you know, this is an outdoor venue. We we are limiting. Um, we have limited uh, you know use of our indoor spaces. So like our conference center that has a, a 350 person capacity. Uh, you know, we we've self-imposed a hundred person limit in there just because we want to do do right. Yeah. Um, you know, to get to get through this. So when the state supreme court did overrule the lockdown order, 
I'm sure you weren't sitting there going, yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> okay, not only can business resume, but you're kind of the, the lone player in town in the sense that most other racetracks in most other states at that time were still shut down. It's, I think, one of the reasons the IndyCar event is here now. Yeah, the you know, the... We wanted to turn the dial slowly. We didn't want to just, uh, you know, follow suit with the, the Elkhart Lake tap and open 10 minutes later. Um, but uh, we, we wanted to do it right, and uh, we started with smaller events, um, just small events, spreading everyone out. Uh, moving the IndyCar race, was there was a couple reasons for it. One, you know, they lost the date. Toronto got canceled, and, um, you know, I went down to visit with Roger. Toronto got canceled the day before I went and got down there, and, you know, in talking, I was like, well, what are you going to do with that race? Uh, maybe we move the event three weeks, give it a better shot to have fans. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it was his idea with, well, why don't we run two races? And I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, we, you know, we can do that. Um, but it, you know, we are still self-imposing a lot of regulation on ourselves because uh, we, we don't want to just come out of the gate and be reckless. Yeah. Uh, we want to do things right. And, um, and I think we're doing that. So this will be the first fan-attended IndyCar race in 2020. Um, and even in the grand scheme of professional motorsports, this is, I believe, the first relatively unrestricted fan-attended event. A lot of eyes on you. A lot of ways this could go wrong. Is there any, any fear with that? <clears throat> well, I, I think any good racer, you know, before you go out and take a, take a green flag, you always have some... You always have some butterflies, right? But you, you put trust in your team. Right. And, uh, you know, working with a partner like IndyCar and working with our team, um, I'm fully confident we're as prepared as we can get. And and But, you know, to be honest, the, the, the first one out of the gate, it's uncomfortable for everybody because <laughs> yeah. you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you put trust in your team and, and the, the people around you and, and, and the great series like IndyCar, uh, and working together, right. uh, all of us, um, you know, we're going to overcome that un uncomfortable feeling, I think, and and show people that, uh, you know, we're able to be successful. Now, if somebody comes here and looks for a story, they, they probably can find one. Yeah. But uh, I know in my heart I'm going to sleep at night knowing that we did everything we possibly could to, uh, you know, to have a safe event. Um, there's there's no doubt. We didn't cut any corners. That's not who Road America is or, or how we've come to come to be here. Um, you know, and we feel, you know, we feel that we're doing the right thing. Being such a visibly public event, uh, the way you're going to be, there are going to be media that are going to come here looking for a story. Right. Absolutely. Uh, there are going to be fans that are going to have their own attitude on how they need to behave. You have a really tough balance between a public perception, but also a fan experience. Are you going to want to get in there and go like, no, you guys need to spread out more, or are you just going to let things happen as they do? No, I mean, we're, you know, we've taken a lot of, a lot of steps. Uh, you know, if you were here, you're hearing the announcements, you're seeing the things on the big screens. That's a continuous process. Folks, when they come here, they, they come through the gates and they're going to get a bottle of sanitizer and a mask, and we're going to encourage them to wear it. Now, we can't force them to wear a mask, but uh, we're going to encourage it uh, because we, we think it is the right thing. Um, but we, you know, we want to be sensitive to the situation, and we know that uh Folks, folks that are high risk or, or that, that, that fit that, you know, that, that aren't comfortable, we, we don't want them to come. We, we, we'll, we want them to stay home. They can enjoy it from the, you know, the comfort of their home, come back in 21 and, and do it again. But, uh, you know, to get through this, we're, we're working together and we're going to, uh, 
you know, we're going to put trust and faith in the team. And together with IndyCar, it's, it's going to be a success. I, I really believe that. IndyCar very much shares the responsibility with you to make sure this doesn't become right. a black eye for anybody. You guys are all adhering to a certain set of guidelines with how fans have to behave, certain set of guidelines with what has to happen in the pits and the paddock. Mm-hmm. Where was that line drawn between IndyCar and you as far as did, are, is IndyCar making you do things that you'd rather not? Are you forcing yes. things? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Proceed. Uh, but everyone's got, you know, I, I think everyone's, they're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, IndyCar wants us to be successful just as we do. This is also, though, our you know third public event in a row. Um, but it is IndyCar's first, so we know that it is very uncomfortable for them. Yeah. For us, uh, each one we've done has is, is gotten a, a little better, I think. Uh, the comfort factor is, is, is developed and the confidence levels went up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some things that, uh, y- you know, there's some suggestions that, that they've uh, subtly uh, imposed, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting through it. Um, you and know, by I, things uh, subtly imposed, well, for you, example. You know, when I, when I get uh, eight pallets of sanitizer showing up, and, <laughs> you know, a special delivery from Indianapolis, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's one thing. And, and, uh, but we don't have anyone to hand all those, you know, the, those items out at the gate. So, right. you know, hello, uh, hello, temp staff, you know, we need help. Right, um, right. But, uh, you know, that and uh, when, we, when we see 2,000 feet of bike fence show up here on a semi a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> kind of unannounced? Well, it was kind of announced, okay. but uh, we weren't sure it was coming. And I think that it's, solidified. It's a better story if you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think at that point we knew that uh, the paddock was certainly going to be closed. Right, right. Um, there, there was no way around it. Um, was so. it was it like Roger Penske branded hand sanitizer? <laughs> Is it like Captain yeah. Hand Sanitizer? Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. I, I don't know. It's it's Wish or something. There's probably a bottle yeah, here that's somewhere. A missed opportunity. Yeah, Who's running that show? Roger, you need us. You don't need us. There is this place. It's called the Internet. I don't know if you've ever been on this on this thing, but there's a lot of opinions. And if there's one thing that I I think we would both agree on, it's that they're never ever happy <laughs> what's the best dumb complaint that you've had to deal with so far i will remind you we were just in california <laughs> yeah. where you can't go to a race so but they still have the internet they yeah. still have the yeah. internet yes yeah. they do yeah imagine that yeah I, I told my staff a couple weeks ago probably three weeks ago i said uh i'm gonna quit reading the internet i'm gonna quit social media because uh, you know I, I i sit up at night and I read some of this stuff <laughs> and uh you, you know i told them that and I stuck to it for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It's yeah. so hard yeah. to, to, to read this stuff. But uh, so what's uh, your favorite dumb complaint? Oh, man. I, I don't know. The cheese curds aren't sanitized. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, nobody, compla- yeah. nobody comes to Wisconsin and complains about cheese. Uh, <laughs> that I can assure you. But, uh, but, well, so for example, the paddock is completely closed. You can't buy a special yeah, pass to yeah. go in. It is not allowed. Yeah. And I have to think, in spite of everything going on worldwide and the fact that there's a public event, some asshole <laughs> had to be like, that's bullshit. <laughs> what, I can't go what, in the paddock. It's my decision. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had a, you know, I had a season pass holder yeah. early on. Uh, we're going to run Moto America without yeah. fans. So okay. it was, it was a. That's going to look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, producer Sean's here. It was it was it was a few days before the event. It was four days before the event. We said uh, uh, I talked Moto American to letting us have an area just for our season pass holders. A different gate. Yeah. We we yeah. on the other end of the property. I said we'll open it. We'll have a concession stand. We'll put the bathrooms there. They don't have to leave. We'll have guards. Well, one of my season pass holders called and said that's that's 
BS. You, you know, we bought a season pass. We want to. So, well, we're going to have another Moto America race in a month. You can come. To, well, I can't make that one. You know, it's just being difficult. Yeah, right. And, right. and I, I finally, uh, after two or three phone calls, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'm going to buy your season pass back. But here's the rule I'm going to buy it back. You are never allowed to buy a season pass again. <laughs> All right. Um, I, and I, I, I will pay you uh, for it, and and uh, you you can't have it. You you know you're gonna have to buy a ticket. And now it's gone. Them's the yeah. rules. The what do you think he did? He quieted it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, "Yeah, you're right." I, 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 I was just trying to be difficult. I said, "You know, in in in, in this crazy time, the the, the last right. thing we need is people to be difficult. Yeah, like we got to work together. Stuff. You, you know, yeah. um, you know. Somebody complained the other day because they can't drive their golf cart inside a turn five in the green space area. I said, "Well, right. there's good news. That's only about a quarter of acre of property. We have another 600 <laughs> here that you're free to drive around right. wherever you right. want. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't get to do my thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you know, it's it's just different. People got to understand they got to be patient. We sent out an email." Uh, the other day uh, to our, all of our ticket purchasers, and there was one thing on there that is like, be patient with us. Mm-hmm. Be patient, patient with each other. Yeah. All right, respect yeah. people. Yeah. It, it's not down. that hard. Calm down. It, yeah. You know, and I think generally most folks are good, but I always, when I get on social media, I, I, I comb through all those, and I, I always look for that one. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's that one that bugs you more. <laughs> that one that makes yeah. you mad, even though there's 100 good ones. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, totally, right? There's one thing that this trip has legitimately identified for us, which is even in states like Indiana, no one knows how to classify a racetrack. Is it a sporting event? Is it a campground? Is it, you know, a sports arena? Like, what, what is it in Wisconsin right now? <laughs> well, on a COVID year, it's a campground. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I think you just answered our question. Yeah. Okay. So when we started this trip, there was this impending doom news story that a second surge might happen and it could come i would argue (laughs) it's now on the second half of our tour actually happening and we're starting to see in other locales things are clamping down again um do you see that happening here in wisconsin i think it's going to be tough our supreme court's uh set an example here with our governor but uh, i i think things are going to change i mean i think that you know discussion with masks um, I, I could easily see that becoming a man, mandatory item indoors. Um, anything's possible. If, if I've learned anything throughout the last <laughs> two months, it's uh, tomorrow can change in a hurry. You, yeah. you, you just don't know. Um, could it happen? Yes. Our, our county's been pretty uh, pretty blessed with, with low numbers, but some other counties in the state have not. So, you know, we'll see. We're now seeing states that were fairly open starting to clamp down on public events. So if we were to look at the calendars of some of the major racing series right now, some of the states that they're tentatively competing in could go away. Uh, Does that open up opportunities to race more in in road America? Boy, I wish I could find a few more weekends (laughs) because right now we don't have them. Um, But who knows? Our customers, uh, they've, they've done amazing things throughout this time. So sometimes sharing a date or or moving a date or postponing to next year is, is possible. So I wouldn't rule anything out at this point. Yeah. So you your know? your number your legitimate challenge would be kicking somebody else out in favor of a major series if they showed up? Well, I mean, that's that's it's not a challenge. I mean, these customers are friends. Yeah, uh, right. They, they, they're, uh, they're loyal. They're loyal. Yeah. Some of them are owners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that is, that is a concern. And, and some of them are, are small family-run operations that rely on the events they have here to, to you know, to, to make it through the winter. So... It isn't just a, an easy decision to 
to make. You have to weigh a lot of these things. Um, but, you know, who knows what happens. There's always opportunity. By the time this airs in November, I'm sure there's going to be 10 different versions of everything we know about the disease and if there's a cure and things like that. Where will Road America be? I know where I'm going to be in November. It's probably going to be deer hunting because I'm going to sit in a tree and get away from my phone for a good week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, where will Road America be? Uh, hopefully well on our way to planning 21. Um, and hopefully we'll have a bunch of our projects started. There's a there's a list of things we want to do here for next year. Uh, and, and, you know, let's hope COVID's behind us. Um, nobody nobody wants this thing to, to continue on. Uh, you know, come November, I, I hope that uh, – we'll start to see a little bit of normalcy or at least have, uh, you know, a fresh season on the horizon. Um, yeah. You guys have been seeing a decent turnout already at some of the events you've had, and it's of the opinion that the IndyCar race will be well-subscribed this weekend. Do you think next year when everything hopefully is back to normal <clears throat> that the fans will return to Road America? I, I think so. We're, we're seeing a lot of new fans that – either haven't ever been here before or that haven't been here in years. Uh, we're seeing them come back. And, um, you know, we're focused on providing a, a good level of entertainment for them. And, and we, we believe fully that they're going to remember that. Uh, they come here, they know we're responsible, we're doing things right, and we believe they'll come back and support us for, for future years for sure. I'm so happy you gave a usable soundbite as we had lightning. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> edit perfect. That's what he's thinking about. Um, you're like, come on, come on, come, come on. on. Lightning. Get it. And what, I'm going to use that. You're like, what do you say? <laughs> we had we had lightning hit the property two, day, um, yeah, you hit two a days pole, ago. Right? Hit yeah, you hit a PA pole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit a, hit a PA pole. I was sick of hearing John talk on the PA, I think. Right. So that wasn't somebody shooting a 16-pound mortar. No. Uh, okay, got it. Got it. Because if I was the president and I destroyed a mortar, or a pound, I'd say that too, right? Yeah. We've met with a lot of the smaller family-owned facilities who – they're terrified if, if a shutdown were to go for an extensive amount of time, that's it for them. They won't be able to keep it going. Um, what would it take for Road America to be in really dire straits? Mm. That's a tough one. I mean, um, I think we're in dire straits if, if there's a shutdown at all, because even if these short tracks aren't running, uh, that, that does affect us. Um, folks are going to find something else to do with their time. And, and unfortunately, racing might not be – that's something else. Um, you know, what What would it take? Uh, you know, any any amount of time shutdown is time we're never going to get back. So we're trying to plan for 21, and we have to take a couple of months off here in fall because of a, a spike. We'll, ne we'll never get those days back. So you, you don't, just don't recover from that. The projects I want to do in 21, some of them are going to get pushed out to 22. Some of them might not happen at all until this thing's totally gone. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a moving target. No one has any answers at this point. <laughs> at what point, if there was recurring, recurring, recurring non-income due to some sort of pandemic or it creates additional problems, at what point does the board walk away and say, you know what, let's just turn this into a commercial real estate? I don't think it ever happens. Yeah. No way. There's there's too many passionate people in in this you know in, in this organization. Yeah. None of us were brought up to give up. There's there's no one here on our team that that's a quitter. That's uh, just not who we are. Um, so I'd, I'd say it's not possible. Are you talking to other racetracks around the country about how to deal with certain things or because you guys have been pretty open, are tracks leaning on you for information? Yeah. I mean, we, we are part of a, an organization. We talk to a lot of the tracks, um, and, uh, we share information constantly with, with a lot of the tracks. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I've, I was on a call this week, uh, typically at least once a month, I'm connected with uh, most other, all the other track promoters. And, um, you know, at this point I, I feel almost, uh, I feel really bad for our industry because, uh, you, you know, a lot of them are affected a lot more than we are at this point. And it's, it's sad. Uh, I, I really do feel bad. And, and that's why I hope that, you know, as a, as a, as a country, people can be responsible. We can get through this because thinking it's a joke and just thinking it's going to go away. That's, it's not going to happen, you, you know, and that isn't going to help any industry, motorsports, baseball, you know, everybody's affected. So, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the track operators, um, you know, we, t- we talk, I talk to many of them weekly, uh, sharing best practices and, and, you know, I've already, I already know IndyCar, there's, there's, there's at least, uh, you know, two, maybe three other promoters that are going to be here. One was here, uh, you know, early in the week already. Uh, he's not sticking around for the race, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see because as a, as a whole, motorsports is still a small industry. There's no reason why we shouldn't be working together to, to, to try to grow the industry as a whole. You've been fairly lucky that you're in a state where the rules are pretty relaxed on public events and you're allowed to have things like what we're about to see this weekend. Um, when you hear of some racetracks in other states that are more restrictive going rogue and just having their own big public event, whether whether they're supposed to or not, is that bad for, for this kind of place? I think it's 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 bad in general for every you know, every industry, whether you're motorsports, whether you're a baseball field, um, yeah, I mean, you work so hard to be a good community partner and the, and the worst thing you can do is, is fracture that relationship. Cause it, it's a hell of a lot harder to build it back. You, you know, you spend 65 years building this relationship with community leaders in our, in our towns and villages. And, you know, in the matter of a couple months, it can, it can go away and yeah. it could take another 50 years to build again. It's, it's, you know, my opinion is just not worth it. Um, but, but also, you know, you still got to run your business and, and you still got to take care. You have a duty to fans. You have a duty to, to the racers and, of course, your staff yeah. that, are, that, are, that are counting on you to, to provide for, for their families. And, um, you know, you got to do what you think is right. So when there's a TMZ article that says, look at these idiots, um, <laughs> do you ever get worried that you're getting lumped into that group? I, I don't know. I mean, if, if they come here, as long as they buy a ticket, I'm all right with that. <laughs> All right. Media is limited this weekend, so uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think they made the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> How did we get in there? Yeah, but it's, uh, not now. Yeah, right. That's or you're time. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy was funny. When uh, we started this trip, I I guess I my overall take was race teams can come and go, but if a racetrack disappears, they almost never come back. And what we've learned is that. Even the people that are in the really tough place right now, smaller operations that are absolutely shut down, like in California, places like that, they still really want this to work. You know, they're doing everything they can to keep people employed or busy. And I guess the overall takeaway for me has been there is light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people, even though there is no known end of this. Yeah, I th- I th- people in motorsports, for, for the most part, I think it's a hardy bunch, right? They overcome, uh, drivers overcome finding a new ride. There's always these setbacks and, and it's just an industry where I, I think, uh, folks have been, been bred to deal with that sort of thing and always look for the, the greater good. Um, and this, this is no different. I mean, I personally, I'm always looking for, you know, when the, the bright side of things and when, when are we going to see light, like you mentioned? Um, but I, 
racers, for example, I, I think are just a resilient bunch because they're, they're used to changes. Changes happen so fast, much more so than in uh, other industries, I, I, I feel. Um, and the same thing with this. You know, folks are, are, are looking ahead on the horizon and what is this going to look like when it's done. But it's important as we go through this to it's how you come out the other side. Right. So if you do it right now and, and you are responsible and do things right, I think on the other side, when you when when this does go away, folks are going to respect that. And and I, I think that you're going to benefit from, you know, you're going to benefit from those good deeds further into into the future. So our second look at uh, sort of enthusiast owned racetracks is, of course, one of the greatest dirt tracks in the world, Eldora Speedway, home of the King's Royal, home of truck racing in the dirt, home of all kinds of stuff. Sean and I are Eldora regulars because we literally took a trip there a couple years ago while we were doing our indie trip for the podcast, and we went, hey, we got the night off. Let's go drive over to Eldora and see the World of Outlaws. So we pretty much run the place now. And we reached out to Roger Slack, who is the president of Eldora, and he gave us uh, a lot of time and laid the law of Ohio restrictions and lack of classification because now while the track is in Ohio, similar to VIR being on the border of North Carolina and VIR, he's right across town from the state of Indiana. So understanding what the state of Ohio is expecting, having to answer to a very well-known and popular personality of the sport, and uh, of course, pizza burgers and the different locations that make the best ones. I had a chicken pizza burger. I had a pizza burger that when I bit into it, grease went everywhere and I, I caught it right away, but it was a thing. And then when you and I got in the car, like a couple hours later, you were like, did yours leak too? And we were like, yeah. And then we knew we were really regulars. Meow. Um, so this is this is a pizza burger that came in the foil, and this is the one that came in the box. And, and which one are you saying is closest to to home here? The the one that came in the box. Okay. Okay. So styrofoam box. Yeah. This is the Eldora pizza burger closest yeah. to it, and this yeah. is from a restaurant nearby. Yes. Legendary okay. St. Henry Night. Club. Okay, and mm-hmm. so you're the racers. So we want to know. What's the slogan? We want to know the race hands bar. <laughs> oh yeah. There okay. You go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we want to know about kind of the local scenario here, but you want to know which one we prefer. Sure. It's kind of a trade of yeah. information here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're both good. I'd eat both of these again. Mm-hmm. I think the one that came in the box is the better of the two, for me. So our fans mm-hmm. are so particular. Yeah. That. I think it was, it was my first year here, 2012. We start seeing on social mm-hmm. people complain that we changed the pizza burgers, and we hadn't. Like, <laughs> right, same right. supplier, like, mm. and you know, I don't, I don't know, if you know how this works, but no. so you know, you order f- your food from Gordon Food Services, our provider, mm-hmm. but then there's a distributor, and then there's somebody that actually makes right. the pizza burger. Right. And then there's animals before that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know about that part. Wait, wait, wait. These aren't <laughs> vegan? That, yeah. You didn't tell them I'm vegan? <laughs> so 
you know, <laughs> like we, like really, this is a deep dive deal. <laughs> and all of a sudden, find out that but you hear it enough that it's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, like, it's like, no, this is just nonsense. It's just somebody <laughs> trying to cause trouble. And this is, you know, 2012. Right. And, you know, people aren't really trolly yet. Yet. <laughs> Boy, if we knew. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, you know, started, you know, hearing it more and more. So I went, sure enough, they'd started mincing everything together. And the fans noticed it. <laughs> you know, and, you know, just the patty was that different. They, they weren't getting the hot melt you know at you know so same ingredients yeah same ingredients literally just the way they were processing it yeah Uh it wasn't it was not two patties pressed Pressed together together. with the Mm -hmm. hot melt of cheese (laughs) and so i drove around one day to every place that i knew yeah and finally i found a place that served the old ones i asked the uh owner of the manager I said hey do you know where you're getting these <laughs> went took a picture of the box and I said get these well they didn't deal with them I said well you've got to right <laughs> and That's so we, so we and we had really stocked up on them but we switched everything that we had up in the, all the main concessions mm-hmm. put them down in the pits for the rest of the year okay and Everything up top. So you're going to burn them off with the people participating, yeah, the fans, yeah, meanwhile. Yeah, who aren't yeah. going to be as crucial. Probably. Yeah, because they're busy. They're yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. So, so that's. <laughs> but you get a tweet from like Donnie Shots, like the pizza burgers have really gone downhill. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> so we came here a couple of years ago and it's a half mile. Yeah. And I think it was World of Outlaws when we were here. Yeah. And it was, we couldn't believe how packed it was. Yeah. And so I have to imagine when you get a half mile with literally people surrounding the entire facility, yeah. when that checkered flag falls, it's exciting. People are looking forward to it. So when that happens with no one here, that silence as everybody's killing it uh, yeah. or shutting down. It's just, uh, it's like this every day. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> so let's talk about that. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll go back a couple <clears throat> steps. <clears throat> So I live in California and, you know, we didn't necessarily know how bad things were going to get. But in California, in even February, you started to get a sense that there was this pandemic that was hitting other parts of the globe. And the inevitability of it hitting the West Coast, I think, was fairly high. Mm -hmm. Um, But out here in Ohio, I don't know that it was necessarily the same story. I had a friend in Shanghai who, like, as soon as it happened, he, he told me. And so the info he would tell me it was always a couple of days ahead of what the American media was reporting. And, you know, like when they hit 10,000, I mean, they, they still weren't reporting it here. And, uh, he, he said, this is, this is going to be big. And, um, and so I think right around the time of the, the first known case here, um, his, he's got family that's involved in uh in the medical side he was like hey i i'm gonna send you uh you know a box of masks and i was like well how how many could you fit in a right you know just a a big box and he was like "Uh, about 2800 
So I was thinking, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to run, you know, a couple races in April. Sure. Right. Right. With, It'll go away. Yeah, without fans. So, you know, that'll get us through. <laughs> so. But even in February, you had a sense. Yeah, in February, yeah, definitely yeah. had a sense, and and yeah, it was coming. And and we had a staff meeting, and and I, I told our folks that I really thought it was it was gonna be big like yeah. it, it could affect our events um i think everybody thought i was crazy because <laughs> well, i'm usually yeah. the weather guy i'm like <laughs> you know we need to be prepared for a hurricane and right and uh, uh but yeah i i didn't think that we would be sitting here july sure and i mean it, it was the outside chance but i didn't think that we would be here like absolutely shut down yeah. and in one of the last sectors like to not be open right. in ohio right because ohio has been pretty open about being open from the get-go it seems like yeah i, I mean they're they very aggressive at the beginning yeah and um and aggressive in terms of like pr language you no know, i mean aggressive in okay. in in um stay home oh and, sure with and, the orders yeah and, yeah you know these are the essential businesses and everybody and 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 our company too, like all of Tony's companies and, and Stuart Haas, like they shut down their campus on, mm-hmm. on March 13th. Um, we, uh, on March 16th, you know, that was the last day that, uh, everybody, um, you know, was actually in the office at the same time. Right. And it was like, all right, everybody come get your computers, get everything. If you don't have a computer, um, you know, we'll get you on from the ticketing yeah. system. And everybody's working from home from this point forward. And uh, so in all of Tony's companies, I mean, the TSR um, over in, in uh, Brownstown or uh, Brownsburg, mm-hmm. Indiana. So the race team's there, the, his stores there, um, all all across the board. The, the all-stars are based there. Yeah. Everybody been like cautious, cautious, cautious. Sure. And uh, um, it just, I think maybe the frustrating thing was uh, Ohio was so aggressive on shutting things down, but they they just kind of left it up to each industry, each mm-hmm. sector, to figure out a way how to open up. Yeah. And uh, that's been frustrating. And, and, and really probably the most enlightening thing um, was... Uh, we found out just how little uh, a lot of people know about motorsports and mm-hmm. how big motorsports is in Ohio. And uh, it really wasn't until we put together, you know, the economic impact of it, yeah. just Eldora alone right. on the region, uh, that people started realizing, we, you know, we yeah. need to find a way to to try and reopen, restart racing safely. What were the numbers, if you don't mind sharing, like on an average? So not including anything mm-hmm. that Eldora does. It's $107 million a year. Wow. Minimum. Right. And like last year, we had a lot of rain. Yeah, sure. So Into yeah. the general Rossburg, Ohio. It's, it, um, it doesn't include Indiana. I mean, like the center of that building mm-hmm. is 9.24 miles away from the Indiana line. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the does, state of Ohio. Yes, this is just it's state of Ohio. Yeah, and you know that. So that's I mean, 
this is hotels, like mm-hmm. all the way down to I-70, mm-hmm. all along I-75, I mean, all the way up, you know, past Lima. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's one thing about Eldora. You know, it's hard to win here. You know, it's 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 hard on equipment. It's yeah. it's 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 hard to be successful here, and it's it's hard to come here. It's hard to get and, here, and, right. you know. It, it's <laughs> it's it, it, it's hard for everybody, and I think right. uh, I think that's also part of you know why it means so much to everybody. It's right. it's 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 an accomplishment to to come here and mm-hmm. camp and set up yeah. and and enjoy everything because there's there's just nothing easy about there's it. There's a pride to it. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure you're getting pressure on social media and all sorts of like locals probably reaching out whenever they can. Not not as much pressure, but okay. it's it, it's a sense of loss. Yeah. Um, is maybe you know last when last Wednesday night, um, I was watching a video that uh, Michael Rigsby from Dirt on Dirt and Flow uh, Racing, Flow Sports, put together about. What we weren't going to experience, and uh, you know, just—I mean, even now, uh, just—you uh, know—it just breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all work here because you know we love this place, yeah. and and you know, promoting an event—I mean, that—and especially a successful event—and and when you get it to a point where you can do all the special things and and concentrate on pyro and and flyovers yeah. and adding surprises that nobody knows about right you know th- you know the total there, fan experience it, there is yeah. there's no better high there's no better happiness nothing and um and you know to you know have something and you know just unexpectedly the crowd start chanting usa usa <laughs> and right, right. You know, it's i mean it, it is just magical you, you guys did some research found out what your economic impact is on yeah. the region who did you present that information to well first we presented it to our house reps mm-hmm. senators um up and down the board um county commissioners economic development folks I mean, yeah. key business people, um, you know, retired politicos. I mean, you name it. Yeah. I mean, got it out there. How hard was it to get a hold of those people to get them yeah. to listen? Email. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, uh, well, yeah. It, and fortunately the, the dark County, uh, economic development board, mm-hmm. they put together a Friday call with the head of our local health district. Okay. And, um, in originally it was just for the manufacturers because we've got a lot of manufacturers here. Yeah. We got a lot of people that are vendors for Honda and then we've got, um, uh, Continental Tires got a place right over yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're big fans of Ohio yeah, on our show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. Yeah. Um, uh, Whirlpool mm-hmm. right down the road. We got Fram. We got, um. Uh, crown uh, equipment, the the great uh, uh, innovative uh, forklift company. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Midmark, the uh, the medical folks. Yeah, key I players, mean, like yeah, real, real like, industry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, like it, it's not just all 
agriculture, which, yeah. I mean, these Dark and Mercer, which is right down the road, these two counties are, are two of the most uh, prosperous mm-hmm. agricultural mm-hmm. counties in the entire country. So they started these calls, and I started asking questions. And, and Ohio is a home rule state. And, what does that mean? Well, <laughs> let me tell you, this whole thing, I grew up in Canada. Okay. And I always studied American history. Really enjoyed American history. <laughs> Probably more than American. <laughs> well, history. well, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I can actually I can really say this. There is a ton of constitutional law involved in all of this, mm-hmm. and Ohio is a home rule state. So the county is actually the in charge of things locally so and and there's a deal called dylan's rule which i think is like from the 1800s dylan's rule does not apply to municipal law in ohio and there's certain home rule states Mm -hmm. there's i think maybe 11 or 13 of them and there's only certain home rule states where dylan's rule does not apply to municipal law ohio is one of them okay so the local officials, local sheriffs, they all have, um, and local judges, they all have considerable authority. And the, it's just like, you know, the president only has certain authority sure. over the states. And so the states only have certain authority over their own counties. Mm-hmm. And it and it varies from county to county. Yeah. yeah. If we're nine point two four miles over this way, we can open this speedway. Yeah. In with Indiana. spectators. Right. In, in yeah. Indiana. Right. Right and now. Yeah. Yeah. Or on the fifteenth. Sure. Yeah. Fifty yeah. percent yeah. capacity. Social distancing, which, you know, that's still the, a lot the, of tickets. Yeah. But yeah. And that's the other thing. You know, when they say, "Oh, well, you can open fifty percent capacity." When you put social distancing in, well, no, it's a 17% capacity. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that in a minute, but go on. But, um, and then, you know, July 4th, yeah. they're, they're opening up at a 100%, or I, I guess they maybe moved the date to mm-hmm. just after the Brickyard 400. Sure, sure. So, anyways. So, ooh. Home Rule, so Home Rule basically is sort of a, uh, concept of municipal governments, county governments having a lot more authority in how their yes. area runs than yes. other states. Yes. So, yes. for example, where I live in California, I don't think that applies. Right. And so our yeah. L.A. County has a lot less authority over its yeah. over its residents yeah. than, say, here yeah. in Dark County. But the way that there's been a, the certain health orders have been done and uh, pl- uh, placed, um, you know, they affect everybody, mm-hmm. and, and and really, it's it's the ban on um, mass gatherings, mm-hmm. um, or it's you know, say your sector is approved to open, but you're required to have motion-activated hand sanitizer, okay, uh, dispensers. Well, right now, the only people that can get that have, are in the medical field. Sure. Yeah. So, you're 
shut down yeah. here and there. And and we're dedicated to doing everything right, doing everything uh, responsibly. Mm-hmm. Then people go and do stuff and have, have a wedding and then have a wedding reception with 300 people in the grandstands right, and, right. and cars racing. One, it's not classy. And it, it, it's just <laughs> it, it's just causing problems for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. But, you know, the Department of Health is over your food license. They're over your liquor license. Um, we've got an elevator here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a pharmacy license because we have an infield care center. Sure, right. And um, so we run every single event with meds that are life-saving. Yeah, right. And I mean, we can't jeopardize that. Yeah, because if you don't play ball, they could easily make it impossible to get sure. those licenses yeah. in the future. and not just... Like for the duration of this, but for the rest of our entire deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because we've heard that from a couple other places where they said they could potentially just risk it and try to find a loophole, but then it's going to be paid back, right? You know, in a way like that. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta you gotta do things smart. So, what we're doing right now is with guidance from the governor's office and a lot of other folks, we're putting together our plan to try and get the Kings Royal and the the NASCAR truck race approved mm-hmm. um, for spectators and um, uh, very much along the lines of what they did for the Memorial Golf Tournament. Okay. Um, which, so they had put together their proposal. It was originally scheduled, I think, May. And so they're holding it the second weekend of July. And, um, but they put together a full proposal. I know the governor had it. Uh, prior to Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. it just got approved last Friday or announced as approved last Friday. But what they've told everybody is, so they're going to approve these various special events, etc., um, by health order. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, you gotta have your together, basically. We spoke with another racetrack who mentioned that politicians aren't necessarily alien to golf courses. Yeah. And so a, an event like a golf masters or something like that might get pushed a little bit faster to get people out there and to kind of bring that sport back. Whereas racing is not necessarily a politician sport that they go and play on Saturday or Sunday when they have the day off. Do you think that has anything to do with events like that being like the first ones forward? Well, I, uh, there's, I mean, there's, when you talk about golf, the Masters, I mean, there's there's a lot of political yeah. clout there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Kings Royal doesn't have the same kind of pool. I I would say that we as an industry have not done a good job uh, representing ourselves. 365, 24-7. Okay. Dirt track racing or motorsport as a whole? Uh, I, I, I'd say motorsports as a whole. It's um, a fair statement. In, mm-hmm. in Columbus. And um, and that's that's probably something that uh, we got to change pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, because what we understand is that if you have access to lobbyists who are very connected and powerful and want to help you, that would make life a little bit easier to get your message across a little bit faster. I've, uh, I've come to learn it definitely, uh, it, it does help. Yeah. Um, I've, I've learned, uh, who, who is helpful and who isn't. Sure. That's, sure. uh, that's been, that's been pretty interesting. Yeah. Speedways like are not mentioned in anything. And specific to Ohio or just in, in, in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like 
So, like, you'll see campgrounds, you'll see gathering events or yeah, gathering coliseums, things yeah. like that. Yeah. But a racetrack yeah, stadiums, doesn't... arenas, you know, yeah. uh, amusement, yeah. entertainment. So, right. And so, what is a racetrack and all of that? It's not defined here in Ohio. It, yeah, right now. Yeah. But and Ohio's but, got but racetracks, quite a few. So. Sixty-one. Yeah, sixty-one yes. racetracks. So I'm yeah. guessing that's a problem yeah. in a lot of other states as well. Yeah, and 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 some of the greatest racetracks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, not just Eldora, but you're talking about Norwalk. I mean, yep. one of the most famous dragways. Yeah, and famous not just for its NHRA National, which they've lost, but I mean, they've got some great creative events and the night of fire is famous yeah, i mean everybody yeah. in at least every promoter knows right. all about the night of fire and them burning down the wall yeah and, uh in mid ohio i mean just legendary and i mean the one day i i talked to craig rust over there and and they had just got permission to actually be able to cut their grass so forget covid forget where you guys are right now let's pretend this was a year ago what are the income streams for Eldora? Tickets, camping, concessions, merchandise, and then there's sponsorship. And like, say for the NASCAR event, there's some broadcast money. And, yeah. You know the we've been we've been streaming events since 2012. So, so with the exception of your NASCAR truck series event, everything I'm hearing is fan required. Fan. But if you don't have fans, you can't sell sponsorships on the billboards. You can't sell merchandise. You can't sell pizza burgers. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, in, in, I mean, those billboards are $750. Yeah. And I mean. But it's not like worth it, even the, if that. The St. Henry Nightclub is. You got to yeah. have butts and seats. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have people looking at those signs, right. those signs are valueless. Yeah. Yeah. So rental income for a half mile dirt track doesn't sound like it's as big of a role as, say, a road course would be. Well, we don't do private tests. Why is that? Fairness. Oh. Oh. Okay. You can is that an Eldora can, thing or is that like it's a. It's always been USAC an Eldora and, thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and apparently. Uh, it's it is now quite evident. Maybe we could have a well, couple. We are in our we, lunch, yeah, empty trash. Yeah, we we. Um, I mean, there's been stuff that that we have been looking at as we've been developing our plan going forward, mm -hmm. and it's you know it's not just you know testing and and renting the place out, but it's you know how you know, what is the future of this place and, you know, the whole campus. As, right. as well, let's, let's not worry about forecasting. Let's just keep right. it to sort of facts and figures right now. Okay, so I, it sounds like a, a vast, vast portion of your income is purely spectator-based, whether it's sponsorship, vendors, or ticket sales. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no money on rental income here. Right. Um, a little bit of TV money for the odd streaming event or NASCAR yeah. event, but that doesn't sound yeah. like it's a big part of your, your yeah. bottom line. And, and the thing about the, the truck deal, yeah. and, and I believe this is true for the Xfinity deal, but <laughs> this ain't cup. Right, right, You're not getting $18 million dollars and yeah. paying a $5.3 million purse. Sure, right. sure, sure. The broadcast money for the truck race is less than the person sanction. Okay. Okay. So yeah, do the math. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and it's a lot more expensive to put those races on, right? Sure. Than it is 
our typical race yeah. just because of all the other all things the that they require. that comes with yeah. it, for sure, for yeah. sure. So if this wasn't a shutdown period, yeah. what would your overhead expenses be? It is big. Right. I don't need to know a number, but yeah. I need to tell me some of the line items. It's it's labor for concessions. Yeah, we, it's parking. It's yeah. it's it's. Land, I mean, it's it's tax. Well, so run me through some yeah, of those things. I mean, well, we have eight full-time employees. We've got, uh, I mean, we got power. And eight full-time just means eight sort of Monday through Sunday kind of deal. But I assume you still have one-off weekend oh, hires yeah. as well. See, so. Our, so last year, uh, to Ohio-based seasonal employees... Sheriff's deputies, volunteer fire departments, mm-hmm. you know, booster clubs, um, bands, you know, right. um, sports teams, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, contractors, sure. everybody. Yeah. Three million bucks. Just an overhead. That's three million bucks that isn't going into the economy right now. Right, 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 yeah. right. right. Yeah. So three million in just that kind of contract right. expense. So. And, yeah. and that's not our, that's not part of our daily. Yeah. Or what it takes uh, to keep this place uh, a part of our expenses that are amortized over the year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know this place has a mortgage. Yep, we keep improving on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know, you borrow money to do that. You right. know, people don't you think pay about back. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. Oh, so, well, Tony Stewart owns that place, you know, yeah. and he's, yeah. and he's got it. all kinds of sponsors. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the way right. it works. Yeah. So. When Ohio issued the stay-at-home order, it wasn't like you could padlock the gate and there was zero money going out. Right. So tell me some of those expenses. Well. The, Salaries, health insurance, um, power. Uh, you're looking at um, the mortgage payment, the um, uh, you know interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all those things that you don't think about, yeah. and, and that you don't see on an on an event P and L. Sure, sure. It's you know, it's it's the real accounting. Yeah. That you know, this place has to generate revenue for right. to actually. Yeah, keep, keep moving forward, yeah. right. One of the things that's kind of fascinating to me, although a bad situation, is the timing of this thing. What's the off-season month, months for, what's the off-season schedule for Eldora? We we operate April to the end of September now. Like, we've identified we can, we can do well yeah. there, but we actually... But every event is weather dependent. Yeah, right, right, right. But it's the Dream. Mm-hmm. It's the Kings Royal. The the truck race sure. is borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, the World One Hundred and the Four Crown. Those are the events that pay the point fund right. to our local late models and sure. our modifieds and our stock cars. Those are the events that carry. All the other events. Mm-hmm. So th- this is a metaphor, not an actual literal question. But what are some of the rainy days you do account for beyond literal rainy days? You know, there's going to be an accident that shuts everything down for a weekend or something like that. What are some of the things you account for? Because I'm guessing a pandemic in 2019 wasn't right. exactly part of your bad time right. budget that you were expecting. No. <laughs> no. Like, correct, Sean. Right. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Thanks for bringing and, it up. And so we had we have business interruption insurance. Okay. But and what they're does that saying, cover? well, they're <laughs> saying it doesn't apply. Oh, weird. Right. <laughs> An because insurance company because, yeah. because the structures aren't threatened. Hmm. So. So yeah. you have insurance for 
interrupted business. So if a hurricane came through Ohio or some sort of unexpected huge event that you had to be shut down for a small amount of time, you have insurance to protect you from that in theory. In theory. But a three-month shutdown pandemic wasn't necessarily part of that no. insurance. And, and we're one of the rare venue facilities that actually has That it. even has that yeah. kind of insurance for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Okay. So you guys have a great website, especially as far as racetracks go, and it's been very helpful, especially for us trying to schedule with you mm-hmm. on what's going on. But it looks like there's a lot of TBDs and a lot of uncertainties right. that you guys honestly don't know what's mm-hmm. coming, so you don't know what to really put up there. How's that uh, going? Uh, it is. It's frustrating as hell. Yeah. It's uh, and you know you you wish that you could tell the fans something some sort of certainty. I mean, the only certainty that we can tell people right now is if you're not from America, you, you can't come here. Um, if we can have an event between now and the end of July. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing we can tell you. Um, it's, we're working on it and, and we're, we're doing the best that we can. And, um, it, it is, it's frustrating. Um, it, like we're, we're used to we're planners we're used to yeah. having stuff ready to go and and people knowing time yeah and we talked to kerrigan smith who's the president of vir and he said that he never realized and he's been running a racetrack for a long time now that he never realized how much a schedule and a calendar meant to him until this yeah because he went from always having something on the schedule always being ready to go lined up well in advance and now you really don't know what's coming by right. day by day yeah and i it's what what it what I've learned is like our our fire and ambulance and EMS crews. I mean, just how far out the deadline is. Okay. For them, because because everybody that works track services here is a professional. Mm-hmm. In, like they have real life jobs working at whether it's airport firemen sure. or first responder. I mean they. They have real life jobs. Yeah, doing that, they're professionals. Yeah, and um, it's uh, like you know, it's it, it just it. I've never ever seen like nine eleven did not affect everything the way that this has. Right. And and I worked at Charlotte Motor Speedway at the time, mm-hmm. and it, it it did not affect everything the way that this deal has. It it is just mind-boggling for something like a major event like the world yeah. 100 is there a drop dead fans need to know by this amount of timeline deadline that you've set for yourself so in other words here in the middle of june if you guys don't have a definitive we know we'll be open and ready to go by x date we're just gonna have to postpone to 2021 i i yeah i i i mean this is airing in november by the yeah, way so yeah yeah, yeah you'll know by that. I, yeah. I would I I'd say no no later than four weeks out, and, and also part of it is related to the capacity. Yeah. So and and and, and the four it, weeks isn't just telling fans; it's getting EMS squared away. Right? It's getting all of the vendor yeah. side, like of the it sheriff is. deputies. Yeah. I mean, because you know we the sheriff deputies not are they're not just security; they're also traffic. Yeah. You know, we yeah. we we've taken great pride in in everything that we've done for traffic here, and then the volunteer fire department. You know, they all come in and help with traffic. And, you know, you got to allow them to have time yeah. to, to plan stuff out. And, and their, all their lives have been affected. Yeah. 
So <laughs> it's yeah. it's just like this never ending snowball. Yeah. Right. Well, and the fan base here, I assume, is very working class. People need to know well in advance to take time off. Right. So I assume that's yeah. one of the big challenges you yeah. guys have in conveying that information. And and you know they're 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 blue collar, or they own their own businesses, or you know, or there's you know there's other states that they can go watch a race. Yeah. Right. You guys are so close. Yeah. So technically, Ohio is more yeah. of a home rule yeah. state where something like Dark County or the yeah. area can can you know decide more things for yourself but nine miles away in indiana they're opening up a lot more than here in ohio mm-hmm. how much is that going to be a problem for you because Terre haute or or kokomo they can go have events pretty soon and yeah. it doesn't look like you guys can we're uh <laughs> i think we're gonna find out next week <laughs> <laughs> um can you say it again but say soon <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Tony Stewart is a household name in motorsports yeah. in this country, and I'm guessing that's a benefit to you right now that when Tony Stewart needs to get a hold of someone to get a response for you, that's probably a lot It's probably a lot better than if you were just, you know, a small track somewhere that no one's it, ever heard of that's it, privately owned. It definitely registers yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, it it registers. <laughs> We talked about Indiana uh, yeah. being a major competitor to what you guys are doing mm-hmm. right now. Um, I would argue in the grand scheme of short tracks, dirt tracks, nationwide Eldora is one of, if not the biggest track out there. Uh, yeah, you don't have to argue. No. That's history. <laughs> uh, Humble brag. Me. <laughs> um, but, humility um, didn't get contagious. We have, uh, <laughs> we have noticed, uh, it seems like when, with, in our whole tour, it seems like the bigger tracks are far more compliant yeah. um, with with governments. We yeah. we have one track that we're visiting that is historically not broken and not followed the rules. We have another one that wouldn't deal with this that's in a major fight with the state right now. Yeah. Um, is that cause or effect? Uh, and what I mean by that is, if you're a small track you, as 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 a big track, um, do you have to be more compliant because you're that much more beholden to that relationship or or do you think these guys feel this need that they have to fight more because of the fact they're the little guys well you know tony owns this place he he wants to do things right um and you know that's how the whole company's operating and um we also want to be a a, you know a a good member of the community Mm -hmm. and I think the other thing you, you got to look at it is, you know, like Tony actually owns this place. Mm-hmm. Like he bought it. Yeah. It's got his name and, all over it. Yeah. So like he put a down payment on it. He's had a mortgage on it. Like yeah. he has millions of dollars invested here. And, you know, he's not leasing a place. It's <laughs> not you know, some sort of land contract. Right. So if if you guys, for lack of a better expression, went rogue, this doesn't become Eldora is yeah. fighting with the government to keep themselves out there. Right. It's literally one of the biggest names in motorsport that's going to be attached to this, and he's going to end up on the Today Show. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, go from I Eldora mean, to Tony Stewart's racetrack yeah. is what yeah. they call and, it. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't, we don't need to do that. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Well, you kind of set the gold standard in terms of dirt tracks anyway. So it'd be a good time to be a leader in that regard, too, at the That's, safety side. I mean, 
you know, we've, we've got the best safety team and, yeah. you know, we do everything we can to, to be the best. I mean, you know, this place is 67 years old yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we struggle every day with the place being 67 years old, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but, you know, we're proud of it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, again, there's five events yeah. and, and we right now, especially and now, and now we're down to four. Mm-hmm our focus has got to be on those four yeah and 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 being a good neighbor right, right. and working with people is, is as much as you want to fight right is it's got to do the right thing right. yeah the only thing we can do so when you hear about some of these other tracks running events with or without approval yeah. uh do you have any sympathy for that yeah they're, they're doing what they're doing and you know, I I know people want to race, and I and I know people want to race. I mean, you know, I said to Lauren the, the other day, I said, "Man, you know, I, I miss racing." It was it was Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I I just miss. Yeah, I, I just want to go to a race. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm tired right. of watching them online. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, if if places can run them and and they can run them in their area, then. I mean, go to it. Yeah. I mean, do it safely. Um, the ones that are you know, running golf tournaments or wedding receptions with races in the background. Or peaceful protests. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I mean, that's what... That is... Does that hurt the, you? The, it hurts the entire industry. Okay. And it makes the entire sport look bad. Mm-hmm. And um, that is not the kind of story that we need running uh, on the AP wire, yeah. running all across the country. Um, I mean, because, I mean, that particular case, they didn't even make any effort to do anything right. Yeah. Do you feel like something like what a speedway pulled will have effects on you guys at some point down the road? Like it, where it, it be could hurt? potentially. I mean, yeah. if if I mean if we're dealing with folks in in the state house that don't know much about motorsports right. and all all that they're hearing is is the governor of North Carolina is shutting down a racetrack because he says it's an imminent hazard. Yeah. Well, what are they going to do here? Sure. Well, well no. the, the, the home of motorsports, North Carolina, says racetracks are imminent hazards. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we shouldn't allow Eldora Speedway to open. This won't air until November. By the time this comes out, there'll be a lot more answers, obviously. Sure. And there's threats of a second wave in the fall. Yeah. What does that potential second wave do for you? Like, internally, are you terrified of that because that could be it? Or are you hoping that there's a way you can have races before that to like, you know, store all your nuts and then have a longer winter? I'm, I mean, they've talked the second wave as early as the third week of September. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get some events in here and, 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 and there be some promise for, for 2021. You know, there's everybody is is believing that 
you know, 2021, things, things are going to be better. And, uh, um, if, if it does, if there, if there's a significant second wave and it, and there isn't a vaccine and, and things look dire for 2021, then, I mean, then you're talking, it's affecting all your renewals. I mean, that is, I mean, it's, it's affecting it's it's affecting everybody. It's yeah, affecting it's a, Kentucky Derby, right. Indy Five Hundred, everybody. Yeah, it, like it, it is. It is the it's, NFL. It, yeah. It's throwing the yeah. entire world for a spin. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 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 oh,